0: Hey everybody, welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. We are not talking turkey today. Today is going to be solely focused on Iowa Hawkeye football with a huge game against the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Black Friday. And it's almost, well it's Thanksgiving Eve as I'm recording this. Not sure when you'll be listening to it, but really just a huge game. If you recall, two years ago there were no fans in the stands. It was the COVID year. Hawkeyes beat Nebraska in 2020. So the last time Hawkeye fans have been able to celebrate a W over the Cornhuskers in Kinnick Stadium was four years ago, 2018. And let's hope that they get that opportunity again on Friday. And, man, it just doesn't seem to matter how good Iowa is, how bad Nebraska is. Somehow this game is, is something else until the end. There's been game-winning field goals. Keith Duncan, Ms. Miguel Racinos. And other really close games over the last several years, I'd like a forty-two to ten win or something that lets me relax on Friday. But the game doesn't seem to work that way with Nebraska. You know, I think they really in the past have really wanted this victory. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different. I'll get into that later. You know, with this team and and with the interim coach, etc. But really, the, the thing that I'm most concerned about here is Sam Laporta being out of the game, and he's. Such a huge offensive weapon for the Hawkeyes. That's a really big factor here. Monty Potterbaum as well, you know, an experienced blocker at the fullback position, but Sam just a huge part of that Iowa offense, and he's out of the game. I believe his knee was scoped after the Minnesota game last weekend, and he had ninety-seven yards receiving on four catches, and I believe all four of those were in that first quarter. So Sam will definitely be missed. He's the leading Receiver for the Hawkeyes, 601 yards, over 34% of the receiving yards for this team. And his 53 receptions account for about a third of the receptions as well. The good news is, you know, Spencer Petras is starting to distribute the ball to more players. And we've seen that over the last several games. Nico Reganis is catching quite a few passes. Luke Lachey getting quite a few targets. And Luke Lachey stepped up big time in the second half of the Minnesota game with Laporta out. Uh, He had that huge catch to set up the game-winning field goal. Brody Brecht had a couple of nice catches in that game. He's really coming on. Deontay Vines are getting more involved as well. And, you know, I'd like to see Arlen Bruce get more targets. He's had some injury issues this year. But I'd like to see him get some jet sweeps and – And I'd like to see him running around the end for some big runs, gashing that really soft Cornhuskers defense. But with Lachey moving into the starting role, Addison Ostranga, the true freshman, tight end from Wisconsin, he's going to move to the Luke Lachey role. He caught a pass last week for six yards. That's his only catch on the season. But Kirk Ferentz has said some really nice things about him, so he must be doing a really good job for a young guy. And there's also the transfer, Steven Stilianos. They may want to use him in running situations for some additional blocking. The thing that has most impressed me about Iowa's offense the last few weeks is how they've been able to put the ball in the end zone when they get a short field. You know the defense does its thing, gets the ball back, or special teams. We've seen Cooper DeGene in, in the punt return game doing some really special things and getting the Hawkeyes good field position. Next thing you know, the offense is out there and scores in two or three plays. You know, or at least they've had the ability to put points on the board, if not touchdowns. But it seems like Brian Ferentz has had a play ready on first down once the defense uh, gets the ball back for the Hawkeyes. or they get in, the, in that red zone situation? And the defense is on its heels from our, for our opponents. And Spencer Petras has been playing about as good as he has in his career the last few games, at least from a completion percentage standpoint. You know where he's been around 63% during this winning run. I hate to even say this because some people will just laugh and, and mock me for it, but you you just look at this turnaround that the Hawkeyes have and you wonder if this is maybe the best coaching job that Kirk Ferentz has had or one of the best in, in the last several years, just as far as things just were dead in the water and how has he gotten these guys to believe and continue working and pull out game after game. And the way they've done it has been so unconventional. You just really wouldn't believe it based on the stats. Something we're going to really look at at the end of this season, but it's not over yet. And they need to get this win on Friday against Nebraska. Well, despite the Hawkeyes not having its main offensive weapon on Friday, and that seems really scary for the 130th best offense in the nation. But I really think the Hawkeyes offense is going to be able to do some good things against the Cornhuskers, the former Blackshirts, They're one of the worst defenses in the nation. They're 117th out of 131 teams in rushing defense. They give up 195 yards rushing per game. They're 79th in passing yards given up per game at 232. Overall, total offense 108th in all of the NCAA. So you think of Northwestern, the Hawkeyes did pretty well against them, and they are quite a bit worse than Northwestern defensively. And look at what Iowa did to Purdue a few weeks ago. And, and Purdue has a much better defense than Nebraska does. So a bit of a break almost for this offense as far as, you know, it's another game where they should have the ability to run the ball, do some things that have been hard to come by when they've been playing some of the really elite defenses in the Big Ten. And Nebraska isn't great offensively either. They're averaging just 345 yards per game uh, in total offense, and that's 101st in the NCAA. Well, quarterback Casey Thompson, he's had his ups and downs this year. He was a transfer from Texas, and he was looking pretty good. If you look at that first game of the season, you're thinking, wow, they've got quite a quarterback there in Nebraska. Uh, but they ended up losing that game to Northwestern, and it was Northwestern's only win of the season. Thompson, though, has 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions on the year, almost a 63% completion rate. And he's had some injuries, been a little bit dinged up. And a couple of other guys have played some, one being the brother of former Cyclone quarterback Matt Purdy. He goes by Chubba Purdy. I'm not sure if that's his real name or a nickname for him, but neither of the backups that have come in have had much success at all for the Huskers. And Nebraska has a good running back in Anthony Grant. He's a 5'11", 200-pound junior. He has 900 yards on the season, six touchdowns. He's averaging about 4.5 yards per carry. Top wide receiver is 6'1", Trey Palmer. He has 62 receptions for 878 yards, seven touchdowns. He's a junior, as is Marcus Washington, another wide receiver, 6'2". He's another one to look out for, along with the big tight end, Travis Vokalek. He's a huge guy. He's 6'7", 260, and he has 20 receptions for 240 yards and a couple of touchdowns on the season. I'd really like to have Justin Jacobs in this game to to be – on pass protection against him with his length and coverage skills. But, of course, Jacobs is out out for the year with injury. On the defensive side, Nebraska is just not a good tackling team. Uh, But watch on passing plays for defensive end Garrett Nelson, the other defensive end Mathis. They are the leading pass rushers. Um, So Jack Plum and Mason Richmond need to keep them out of the backfield, keep that pocket clean. Spencer Petrus, we've seen what he can do when he has a clean pocket and he has time to throw down the field but with only 18 sacks on the year the Huskers really haven't been too good at putting pressure on the quarterback the more I look at this game the less worried I am about the Huskers like I said I mean this has been one the last few years that have been close no matter what the records are and Nebraska has played some tough games recently they're they're the master's you know, Iowa State's trying to, t- trying to take over in this category, but Nebraska is, is unbelievably good at losing one-score games. I mean, they lost to Purdue by six. They put up 37 points on Purdue. Uh, they were beaten pretty soundly by Illinois and then by Michigan and Ann Arbor. But a seven-point loss to Minnesota and Lincoln and then just a close home loss last weekend on Senior Day to Wisconsin. And you kind of wonder what that took out of this Nebraska team, if that was kind of their last gasp to try to get a victory, a home win on senior day, a win for their new coach, or their interim coach, Mickey Joseph. It just didn't happen for him. Wisconsin scored 12 fourth-quarter points to pull out a 15-14 to 14 win. And that was despite Mertz, the quarterback for Wisconsin, just really struggling in that game. But Wisconsin put up a lot of rushing yards on the Huskers' defense. And offensively, just 171 yards of total offense for Nebraska last weekend. Well, this game on Friday feels like one where the Hawkeyes have a ton to play for. And Nebraska just really doesn't this year. Many of the Nebraska players are probably thinking of the transfer portal. Where will they be playing next year, not knowing who their coach will be? And interim head coach Mickey Joseph is likely not to be the head coach next year. They don't have any shot at the bowl game. Really, they're just playing for pride at this point. But the Hawkeyes have just a ton to play for. And I think Caleb Johnson's going to have 125 yards rushing. I think LaShawn Williams will have another 50 yards. Luke Lachey with a big game at the tight end position, along with Nico Reganey. And I see a, a wide receiver touchdown in this game, whether it's Nico or Bruce correct vines one of those guys is going to get in the end zone hopefully twice who knows um, but iowa's defense will not let the huskers do much in this game and i believe the hawkeyes are going to win 27 to 10 now, this is for the heroes game trophy both teams are playing for that but for the hawkeyes it's a chance to play for the big 10 championship again for a second year in a row by securing the big 10 west championship who would have thought we would even be considering this a few weeks ago. It is, it is completely amazing with this offense, with the struggles of this offensive line for the Hawkeyes to be going on this run. Now, they've got to get this one Friday. You know, it, It's just so important that they get this win and make it to Indy in, in just kind of amazing fashion. So let's get this dub over ne- Nebraska to make it eight in a row. Isn't that amazing to be eight in a row? and 9 of 10 if the Hawkeyes can win on Friday. And we need another win over those volleyball fans, our neighbors to the West. Well, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Eat plenty of turkey and pumpkin pie. Get out to Kinnock if you can and cheer on those Hawkeyes on Black Friday. Go Hawks!